Professor Peter Lynam, are you there? How's it going? Uh, good, good. You sounded a bit crackly. You, um... <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, i because I'm crackling with rage against Warehouse Mobile. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the warehouse. Oh, damn it. I've had no operating phone for four days. My goodness. Oh, oh it's my a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually, it's actually also quite peaceful, so if that has to be said. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, okay, are you, are you in a good spot to talk, Peter? Are you, you... Yes, I am. Yes, okay, no problem. sweet. Now, uh, this evening we're talking about, I guess, a, would you say a Kenyan cult? Yes, I think that's probably the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is some kind of doomsday cult, if you like, using that thing with the popular words that we'd use about it. Mm-hmm. And so this uh, this group has evidently for years and years been convinced that the end of the world is about to come mm, and yes. that because the end of the world is about to come, they must start starving in order to go quickly to be part of the end time activity. Yes. Okay. Now, this is led by uh, a gentleman who has had a bit of a history in Kenya of like televangelism and yes, indeed, yes, previously quite well known apparently, but mm-hmm. increasingly bizarre behaviour with a great deal of um, public criticism. But nobody really noticed that his followers were disappearing. Mm. It's and, it's it's quite a strange tale of he's sort of fallen from public grace and then headed out into the wilderness, yeah, taking a bunch of people. Land. Yeah. Yeah, and the followers have gone out there, and I think presumably that the the people have just sort of abandoned, assumed that they've lost their their relations anyway to this cult. Yes, yes. That they had no idea that they were going to be starving, including starving the children, which is pretty grotesque. Now, now it seems the authorities have got out there and found like hundreds of shallow graves of these people who have just gone out there to starve themselves to death. Mm. I mean, mm. that is just so grim. Yeah, it, it, it is astounding. It's important to remember before we assume that, well, it's just it's just Kenya and they don't have the same sense of, of safety, mm. that in fact this is an almost identical to what happened with the, the first of these famous cults um, way back uh, in 1979 when Jim Jones, uh, Jones uh, the Town. famous American, yeah. led off a thousand people who in the end drank... Kool-Aid. What's, Kool-Aid, that's it, yes. That, uh, uh, and listened to... What was the, stra- the music that they listened to as they, as they died um, in fears that, they were, that the cult was going to be broken up? Mm. So, I mean, it, it's quite an identical replay, but these people, uh, th- those those ones, had lived in Los Angeles. Yes. And headed out with the People's Temple mm-hmm. down down to Venezuela. So um, the, the scary thing is this can happen in almost any context. Yeah. Uh, how does it, I mean, how does it happen? Charismatic leader, 
vulnerable people. Is there more to it than that, Peter? I, or I think the extra thing is, you know, devoted belief that the end of the world is about to come. Mm. And there is nothing like the fear of the end of the world and the fear that you've got to be on the right side that will make you accept very authoritarian rulings from people. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think, but it's important to say that not even the wildest religious sects rarely go anywhere near this. Yes. Yeah. But there, but there have been others. Um, do you, have you ever heard anything about Heaven's Gate? Oh God, yeah. I. Yeah, but they're all wearing these strange astronaut suits as they died. Yes. And same similar type of fate as well. Um, indeed, indeed. Yes, that's right. I, and with that that haunting picture of all of them with those sort of ghoulish faces on them, mm. uh, including the leader. Now, I mean, Peter, the the article that you sent through uh, d- detailed a, a general, I, I mean, a religious scene in Kenya, which was, uh, I guess, fairly vast and sprawling with lots of churches popping up all over the place. I mean, it yeah, says yeah, 8,000 yeah, registered yeah. churches, although 32 were legally recognised. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. not a lot. And then, of course, on the next page here, you've got the president who himself is the first evangelical Christian mm. president um, mm. taking personal responsibility and saying that this should never happen again. Mm. Um, mm. So do you think while Kenya is going through some kind of religious renaissance period um, since their independence in the 60s, do you reckon that there's some kind of mood to like clamp down on some of these very extreme versions of Christianity, do you reckon, in the country? I, I think there's two or three things happening. Mm. Um, it's, I think the, the scope for religious sectarian groups in Africa is enormous. Um, and this is because the whole tradition of what we call the Africa Independent Church Movement. So the African Independent Churches take ideas that they have heard in the West and they develop them with an African gloss mm. and African leaders develop them in in very particular ways often in a curious way sort of moving Zion to Africa if you can imagine that uh, mind you the Americans have located Zion in their territory so why shouldn't you move it to Africa mm, true. Um, so, so there's, there's that factor that goes on but I think there's probably also an increasing tension across East Africa. Uh, you know, we talked so recently about those troubles in Sudan mm. and South Sudan. And so right down that strip, there is intense um, religious and political fighting. And in the north of Kenya, there have been really violent assaults between Islamic and Christian uh, groups. And there was the case of the burned out uh, shopping mall with the terrible um, number of deaths in that case. And so, I mean, in this, I think we're, we're seeing evidence of a very religiously competitive environment. And that may have hyped up the circumstances. Now, I don't know that for sure, mm. but that's that's the aspect of Kenya that intrigues me. Yes. That in some ways, 
it's going the West African way because West Africa now has got this line through the middle um, of Nigeria, of Ghana, of the Ivory Coast, etc., which is sharply Islamic on the north and sharply Christian in the south mm. and with a, a plethora of different groups of Islamic state groups and the like active in, in the north. And I wonder if it's that kind of aspect feeds in and makes some of the Christian groups more exotic because of fears can be easily raised. Now, that's just speculation on my part. Yes, but uh, do, when you say competitive and obviously more exotic, do you mean that they're, be, that they're uh, uh, professing more extreme beliefs because they're trying to attract a larger number yes, of yes. followers? But then yes. at the same time, if you're killing them off by making them starve themselves, it's... Oh, yes, but... but most such groups mm. are not at all like that. You know, yes. do, do understand that what's going on is a plethora of new religious movements. Yeah. And what this suggests is the old, you know, the old colonial churches, mm. of course, have tended to decline. And in the post-colonial epoch, you know, those, those old colonial churches, with all of their endless schools and colleges and hospitals and the mm. like, there's now a lot of critique around how they operate. Yes. Uh, so the result has been also a flourishing of Pentecostal forms, which have become very common here throughout the world, mm -hmm. but they really are flourishing in Africa in a very, very big way. Mm. And certainly over 30 or 40 years ago, there were massive splits in the Anglican Church in Kenya into a quite an extreme form of Pentecostalism that met alongside the Anglican Church. Mm. Now, I think what's happening is that more and more of these groups don't have any sense of loyalty to the old European style of yes. Christianity, yeah. with its anemic, precise, and dress, dressed-up kind of forms of colonial religion. Yeah. Now, all that means is that within that context, ideas about the end of the world have a lot of currency. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think you know, we have to remember in the huge population of Kenya, um, everybody is horrified by the way in which within this there could be some kind of suicide cult, yes. although I really think it's a murder cult yeah. rather than a suicide cult. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, that Pastor McKenzie, mm. uh, he, he may have believed what he said, but he knew he was killing kids. Yes, yeah, it's so terribly sad. Mm. Yeah, and, and terribly disturbing because we all need good antennae to recognise unhealthy religious and social movements hmm. and how come we're failing in that that's what worries me is it up to the state to step in in, in this situation I think, the, I think the state has to step in yeah but the moment the state steps in of course it then produces an even more frenetic sense of uh defiance yes from religious groups that do not like to be legislated um, by the, by the state, mm. but I mean you can see this in New Zealand with the legislation against conversion, conversion therapy, mm -hmm. and here the state steps in, and there's lots and lots of conspiratorial talk going around yes. about this evil state that is trying to stop us from doing our Christian duty yeah. to rescue the poor gay people. You know, yeah. Mm.
All right, Peter, any any parting um, remarks to wrap up this situation in Kenya? Well, I'm just relieved to say that I don't believe that any of even the starving groups like Gloria Vale show any suicidal fixation. Yes. <laughs> Not remotely. <laughs> Quite the opposite. They're 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 breeding. Keen to reproduce killing. and keep making their money from their dairy farm. Yeah. <laughs> and the biggest <laughs> sigh of relief was had all across the land. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Peter Lynham, thank you so much. We'll look forward to speaking with you next Monday. Oh, maybe we just lost him. No, it, yeah. Yeah, we lost him on the phone. <laughs> Thank you, Peter.